Good evening, everybody. Wednesday night, the 23rd of November, episode 87 of So What's Been Happening. Uh, we're lucky enough to, tonight to have Joyce Pressure joining us again to chat about the upcoming um, launch of her album at George Lane on the 30th of November. Um, Joyce joined us a long time ago now, episode 49. It seems like forever ago. So just before we bring Joyce up, we're just going to have a quick chat to the boys and see how they are, and we'll bring Joyce in after that. All right. Welcome back, lovey, Mr. Movember. Hey, you going, mate? Yeah, very good. Welcome back, mate. It's been a little while. Yeah, no. It's um, been a while, hasn't it? It has. Time's ticking quickly. Four weeks it's, to Christmas. Um, yeah, no, Movember, just a real quick plug. Uh, I, I actually don't know how long I can stay on for, so just a real quick one, though. November, we all know the cause. It's been going for almost 10 years now. So, um, like I say there, get the test, get the tickle, put a smile on your face. Well, it's what it's all about. So, um, jump in. It's all for a good cause. Well done, mate. Important cause. And if you uh, can spare a few bucks, there's the link um, to Lovey's great team that you're doing. Great stuff, mate. Well done. We'll all get behind yep. you. There'll be a couple Over of bucks thrown in. Accounting. Yep. Beautiful. Unbelievable effort. There'll be a few bucks thrown in from so what's been happening crew as well. So, Cuz, get your yep. wallet out. Speaking of Cuz, <laughs> bring him up, mate. How are you, mate? Welcome back. Lovely to see you, boys. It has been a little while between drinks. Alan, great work at the moment, mate. Looking splendid. Get are there, you mate. happy with it? What would you give it out of 10? Uh, it's, a, it's a solid six, but um, I... Uh... I don't know what's more grim, my mo, or your uh, your backing lighting. You look like the poltergeist, mate. What's going on? Well, this is her royal highness, who you you boys have been asking about. She is still no longer, or she is still not with us at the moment. But she arrives home within twenty four hours. So I think the boys are pretty ha- pretty happy. We've actually managed to have them fed properly proper food. If you can sort of see here, I've got a bit of pasta. You get the angle down for you. Is that a clean up? Is that how you clean up these days, Cars? Just put a sheet in front of everything. Put a sheet in front of everything. Nothing a white sheet can't cover. Correct. Little did we tell you, mate, it's it's not the Halloween edition tonight. The little backlighting. <laughs> I do appreciate no, that. No. <laughs> As you are both aware, acutely aware, technology is not my greatest strength. I haven't I'm not too sure what my greatest strengths are, but what we've been through the last three years, we've had a bit of rebuilding and rejigging how we go about things. So I was up footy training tonight at Lower Plenty, then got home and saw the, the email. And as you boys are lovely about me, you like to include me and say, cuz has fallen off the radar. He's clearly dead. So I thought I'd better do the right thing and get on board. Wonderful to have Joyce on later. I'm looking forward to hearing about her album launch. But lovely to see your shining dome, Alan, and your lovely Mo and your beautiful smiling face too, as. Been a no pretty worries, big week, mate. everybody. Six oh nine. Your Socceroos look pretty good by about six forty. We've all given up though, I think. Yeah, I was yes. already on the way to work at about six thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, but look, started good. well, no doubt, and good of good of you to clean up your image a little bit from this, Cuz. Um, <laughs> you're looking a little bit different there. Uh, I believe this is the new the new look. I can't say oh, it's going to take off for me, but um, we might set Cuz a challenge. Just on a scale of one to ten, obviously you've had a bit of time to think about how many photos of me or who you consider to be me are going to come up tonight. Just give me a ballpark figure. No, just those two. We'll, we'll keep it to two. We'll keep it to <laughs> okay. two. Thank you, by um, the way, too, as just quickly, mate, for the um the Monty Life mention of a dog walker. Once again, some of your best work again, mate. You can stick that where the sun don't shine, but appreciate the feedback. Very helpful of you, mate. Shout out to anyone looking for a dog walker. Um, Glenn's, Glenn's your man. So, um, <laughs> who would have thought, boys? 40 years today since the yes. great 10 to 1 album. They talk about age you quickly. Um, I played a little snippet of that as you saw the So What's Been Happening logo come up with that uh, cowbell on Read About It was the reason that uh, cowbell existed in my life. Um, there's never enough cowbell, that's for sure, as Berkey and I always say. Um, shout out to our great man, Berkey, who I uh, went and saw the Black Crows the other night um, and got to meet the band, stalked them at the airport, did all those things, went to airport first, <laughs> went to Adelaide first, and on the way back, ran into the band. But um, he's had a bit Is of a chance, thing. Is there a chance to get maybe locked up as a stalker, Berkey? Is there a little chance that he just might get locked up at some stage? 
Well, I think he's given up. I think he's given up stalking now. That that was it for him. That's the pinnacle. Black Crows, um, no doubt. With you and my playing first, um, what a fantastic gig that would have been. So, re relocated to the Palais after it was just too wet and rainy out there on a St Kilda foreshore. So, let's hope for some good weather because there's some great gigs coming up on St Kilda foreshore in the next couple of months. But speaking of gigs, let's get this done. Not quickly, but let's bring the lovely lady into the room, the star of tonight, who we're just going to have a little quick chat to. She's a busy girl at the moment. Um, in the lead up to November 30 is the date. It's actually next Wednesday, if you can't put that together, cuz. Um, it's an exciting one for Joyce. It hasn't been um, without its trials and tribulations to try and get this launch date up and going. It's been the launch that's been forever giving and forever coming. Um, and here it is. This is the album that we're going to be launching with Joyce out of my mind. Now, I'm not launching it. The lovely Joyce Pressure's launching it. So let's bring her up. One of your favourites, Cuz, Joyce Pressure. Hello again. Welcome back. It's been a while. I'm Hello, good. Joyce. I apologise for inappropriate comments as always, but lovely to see you again. Yes, likewise. Very much so. Yeah. Um, you're a very busy girl at the moment. Um, I am, yeah. And hopefully you get to this launch in a week's time, fit, healthy, and match ready to go. Um, it's, a, it's a challenge, isn't it, isn't it, at the moment, to stay healthy? Oh, well, I um, I did not succeed that challenge. <laughs> I managed to just pick up COVID in the lead up to this launch. Um, and I felt... I had not had COVID, like the two and a half years that everyone else has been out every now and again. I actually managed to dodge it, dodge the bullet. But, um, yeah, no, I just squeezed it in just before this launch to make it a bit more exciting, you know. Crazy, <laughs> just to tune up the body um, and the voice exactly. in time. Yeah. It wasn't that yeah. long ago, Joyce. Um, I spent a couple of nights out seeing you at gigs recently. Um, but this was yeah. one of my favourite in the last couple of months, um, Fuzzy Sundays. Run, run by um, Mark and the crew. Um, just tell me a little bit about memory for the, from this gig. Uh, it was a pretty special one. Look, yeah, I um, I enjoyed that. I mean, um, I, I, I think it's actually a nice room to play in. I had played at the RSL in Coburg before. Um, look, the lineup was fantastic. Um, I mean, all those bands were great, and a lot of a lot of really nice people at that as well great musicians nice people um that was the first time that i played um a full set with that fiddle player i had duncan yartley join me for that gig and then um, it was a, a pretty good one yeah i mean i wasn't in the audience so i'm going to assume you know that it was as you mentioned a uh, good gig but yeah it i was, was in, in fine shape yeah it, it sure was and as you mentioned on stage that when you have those little pinch me moments singing your own songs with the beautiful um, accompaniment that you had yeah. uh, that, that's yeah. a pretty special thing so what an exciting time to have a full band this time um, ready to yeah. go for your launch this wasn't that long mm. ago that you were the single launch originally um, down at George Lane little snap, snapshot from it um, yeah you are lucky enough to be able to have the great Christian Mizzy um, another show favourite of ours perform one of the songs uh, and record one of the songs on this album. So just tell us a little yep. bit about uh, Christian's involvement. So Christian, and I wonder if I hinted at this last time we chatted as well in the show, I kind of feel like maybe we talked about it a bit. Um, but Christian joined me for the only duet that's on the album called City Lights, um, which we recorded, um, I think it was in between lockdowns. Um, we went into the studio and we, it's this huge studio space and we dimmed all the lights and we just had this little light um, kind of in between us and we recorded it live. It was magical uh, in the studio. Christian is a very, has become a very good friend of mine. I think I met him in 2018 maybe. And um, yeah, he's just very dear to me. I love his music and uh, I love him as a friend and uh, I was very, um, yeah, I was very happy when he said yes to playing playing along on this song. So, um, yeah. As you should be. Um, it's fantastic yeah. to have Christian. Hopefully, hopefully he returns the favour and gets you to play on one of his albums coming up. Who knows? Uh, yeah. 
he's got yeah he's got a mind of his own um he's 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 very um god he's a professional so um you know i don't i don't necessarily do these things that i so that i get something in return so uh totally up to christian whether that happens or not i love him just as much so Beautiful. Shout out to Christian Mizzy yeah. and look forward to seeing him at another gig soon. Hopefully. Who knows? Yes. He might be, he might sneak into the launch. Yes. Uh, Lovey, I know you might have had a question. I do. Joyce, how are you? I hope you're well. Yeah. That's not the question, by the way. Uh, that's quite the Dorothy did, sir. Um, the three of us kind of enjoy album covers. We've, we've done... Shows in the past on album covers, what are our favourites and all the rest of it. And I caught a quick glimpse of it before, I think Aaron uh, put it up before. What, what, what we kind of enjoy is a combination of artistry or whether it's a portrait or an actual live photo of you. So my question, that, who was, was there an artist behind, obviously, is that a portrait or a photo of you or were you sitting there for that and it was painted? How did the, how'd the, how'd the, how'd the no, actual cover come about? it's no, it's <clears throat> so there was a photo. Um, interesting. I took I took a lot of photos <laughs> because I spent so much time with myself during uh, the first lockdown. I just did all these walks, and I think I took a photo. And um, Adam Dempsey, who's done mastering for both my albums, was like, "And please tell me that that photo is going to be your album cover because I love that photo." And um, so I, you, like a friend of mine has a, has a graphic design company called Studio Equated. They did the first um, album cover as well and all the artwork. And I went back to that friend and um, gave them that as a reference photo. But basically um, they had a little team, but one particular, um, I think her name was Lena, who took on the challenge and started working on that. And it's digital drawing. It looks not very much like the photo that was the reference at all because they ended up going through probably hundreds of photos of mine yeah. um, with, you know, and <clears throat> they're very good because they basically take the music and they listen over and over and over again and kind of come with a particular mood for the image. And I think that that has been conveyed so well in that image because it's kind of that the mood of the album is very much, you know, like it needs to be, um <clears throat> needs to be pretty, needs to be dark, moody, sad, but also strong. And I feel like it's captured all of that in that image. So I'm very pleased with that um with that cover actually. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. But uh I didn't pick up on those things and maybe this is the amateur me. You actually look I think you look quite relaxed. Now that's probably oh, really? the wrong thing to Probably, probably the wrong way I go of looking at that photo. I actually thought you looked more relaxed than anything else. So, well, I mean, if you um, think about the actual title, Out of My Mind, relaxed could be something as well because it's all about getting it out and the, and the you know, the, the, the quiet that comes after that. So relaxed is not a, a bad thing to pick up on, I think, when you look at that image. Good. <clears throat> Yeah. That, leads to, that leads to my question. I was about to ask about the title track and the, the, the album title as well, Out of My Mind, and you sort of touched on it again, Ben Joyce. What was the sort of yeah. thinking behind that sort of that single and obviously making that the title track for the album as well? Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I will put it out there. Initially, I had thought Black on White would be the name of my album. But I feel like there has been so much in the world that was, as I was recording it and getting the album ready, um, where there was, you know, the, the <clears throat> a, a bit of strife between black and white. And I didn't want it to be misperceived or put some statement kind of thing out. Um, I just didn't feel right about that. Um, and so out of my mind... For me, it, it really is like dealing with the last few years because I've been working on this album for a little while and it was it was not a, an easy time when I, you know, when I went into the studio and, and before that and coming out of that, it's been like, um, yeah, a bit of a process. And so for me, out of my mind, it's really um, giving things a place. Like, you know, it's like getting it out on paper um, getting it off my mind, getting things, people, people, anything um, out of my mind, really. That's, um, 
that's kind of where I came from. And I, I felt like Out of My Mind was a good yeah, a good title track for that because it it is a bit of a recurring theme anyway, and it kind of just deals with that. Like, okay, good. Um, I moving think, on. Now. Yeah, I think that would resonate mm. with a lot of people with what's gone on, not only obviously in the musical industry, but across the board over the last two or three years. So, yeah, fantastic, Absolutely. great title, great title. Yeah, yeah, and I think certainly a lot of people would have been feeling like they were losing their mind, and maybe they're only getting back to themselves now, or maybe not yet. You know. Yeah. It's um it's no longer mm. just a metaphor. It's actually a, a pretty live statement. So yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, bravo. Bravo. Thank really you. Good stuff. Yeah. Really good. I was lucky enough to have Queenie join me last week um on the show and had a one on one interview and, and a chat with her. And we talked about mm-hmm. um once again her her album that she's just launching um is pretty much a breakup album. <laughs> From one of those, one of those classic breakup albums, and from that comes some absolute magic, obviously. Um, mm. But this album for you was it kind of in the works pre lockdown phases for you, or you know how did this come together, and and then when was it yeah. finally recorded? And um, I know it's been a journey and a work in progress for a little while, but just tell us quickly yeah. how it kind of came together for you, and what's the timing really been? Yeah, so for me, I did actually start recording it quite a while ago. Um, and it really was um, like when I finished working on the first album was when my father got really sick pretty sudden. Like he wasn't well before that, but he got uh, it, it went really quick, like from, uh, um, you know, someone that you could engage with to a month later. He, he had lost his mind, literally, actually, um, and passed away. And so um, uh, like you will find um, there's recurring themes in my songs or references to certain things that have taken place in my life. And certainly the reference to, to death is in there because I've dealt with that grief. And it, it was a sad trage- trajectory because um, my father was quite young. He was an alcoholic and he basically, like, that's how he passed away. So it was kind of a sad way to go, really. Um, so when I started recording, it was pretty soon after that had happened. And then, um, you know, there was lockdowns, there was an injury as well. So it prolonged the whole process for me in terms of how long the recording of itself actually um, took because I was out of the running for about six months with a hand injury and I couldn't record at all because I had surgery. And so um, it probably could have been released. I had in my mind that I would release it 2019-2020 but um, we weren't finished recording yet at that stage. So we kind of finished recording after, after the, after or during lockdowns. And then I could move on to the um, design and all of that. So, um, which in itself, I'm probably in a better place now releasing it. Like it, it feels like it's ready for the world now and I'm ready. I'm like, I'm excited to bring it out. So, um, even though it was a long time, it's it's good. Like, it's good to do it now. Yeah. Do you think that was a bit of a help with the grief and the dealing with the loss of your dad as well? George Absolutely. George being able to sort of put, put the, the words like into yeah. paper, so to speak, and then write some songs? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's interesting as well because normally my songs come out really quickly, but um, and Aaron and I were talking no, actually, no. I was talking to someone today, not Aaron, um, about Closed Doors, which is very much, if you've listened to that track, that is absolutely, I started writing that when my father was still alive. We were packing up the house and um, it was all quite dramatic. Um, and then I finished writing that song after it passed away. And that's probably one of the longest times I've ever taken to to write a song. It's also a very long song, so that's also kind of funny. Um but yeah, it certainly helped, and I think also because I'm releasing it now, the the grief is there, but it's not as um as painful. So I can actually perform these songs um and keep myself together as well, which is kind of important on a stage. Um, you know, it's all got its place now because it's out of my mind. It's on the album. Yeah. Well done. Um, well. Yeah, that's well, amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, right as well, so we wish you all the best, Joyce. Um, I know Thank for a fact you. I'm going to be there next Wednesday. I'm urging yes. you two other boys to clear your diaries. Um, we you won't even do a podcast next week on behalf of launching with you. So I'm definitely going to be down there. I'm going to try and drag a few more people down if we can. 
Um, no doubt it's filling up quickly. Uh, Wednesday yeah. night, there's nothing else that anyone else is doing. So don't kid yourself and think you're doing something else. Get down to George Lane, beautiful venue. Um, this is a picture from inside George Lane, a little sneaky. Um, and obviously Joyce at the front of George Lane. So that's the little sign you're looking for when you look up the lane um, in St Kilda. Please go up um, and we'll see you all at the door, at the bar, most importantly. Um, first drinks Absolutely. on the other. What a surprise. Yes, what a surprise. Yeah. The challenge is. Absolutely. Good work, Glenn. Great stuff, Glenn. Yeah. So, Joyce, we're not going to keep you for too much longer. Um, we know you've got a busy schedule coming up, uh, including tonight, mind you. So, in an hour's yeah. time, you can catch up with Joyce on Southern FM um, for a chat. Um, hopefully, we're. We're not taking too much of your voice. No, no, no. This has been absolutely lovely. I was very excited that I got reinvited here and um, um, very pleased to make time in my busy schedule always for you guys. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. We feel, we feel privileged. Yep. Yeah. So, there it is. Um, Wednesday That's night. It. Next Brilliant. Wednesday night. Everyone's up. It's going to be great. And then we'll put a link down in our comments of where to get the tickets uh, as well. So make sure you do. So we're going to let you go, Joyce, um, and we're going to play a little bit of Sleep Now. So just before we do play that, just tell us a little bit about Sleep Now and how that came about, and then we'll play uh, a little bit of that track. Yeah, so Sleep Now is one of those songs that um, came to me almost as if in a dream. It was very late at night, and um, it was one of those um, songs where the words literally flowed out of me and I was afterwards I read it and thought wow that's beautiful where did that come from I need to work that into a song I worked it into a song to the this date it's one of my favorite songs so mm -hmm. that's why I released it as the first single um I showed it to my friend Craig aka Delsinki him and his wife um his wife is a director and they helped me create this video, and I think it is a stunning piece of piece of art. I'm very happy with that video, so I'm pleased that you're showing a bit of that today. Well, well done, and congratulations on putting that together with the crew, the Del Pinky and his um, partner, and like Georgie. Um, Georgie is her name. Fantastic, Georgie! Uh, great effort, yeah. and it's always great to have a great uh, clip that supports a great song. So, look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thanks for your yes. time tonight, and. Enjoy Southern FM tonight as well. Yes, I will. Thank you again for having me, and I'll see you next week. No worries. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Joyce. Here's a little bit of sleep now.
absolutely beautiful. I'm not going to play any more than that. You're going to have to jump on YouTube and watch the rest of the whole video, uh, most importantly. And absolutely most importantly, buy one uh, off Bandcamp or um, off one of the platforms that actually the money goes to the artist, most importantly, and gift one to a friend because um, you'll be pleasantly surprised not pleasantly surprised you know it's a good song so you won't be surprised but they'll be pleasantly surprised that you've been able to pass on a great gift um to a friend of um yours and give them a special special moment and i'd like to hear a, a little review from anyone that does um by the by the song uh, and most importantly by the album so boys welcome back and thanks to joyce again we wish you all the best uh, for tonight and see you next wednesday how good is Joyce, boys? Oh, just her humility is amazing. Just so humble, and as we know, with the amazing guests I've had on, but just to just that opening, just talking about the loss of her father and sort of how that was a really helped her in her healing process. Just amazing, and as you said, as we, we Al, you made a comment, Lovey's so good. Like I just said, just an absolute star, star performer, but just a star person as well. Like it's a it's an honour to have someone like that come on our show and it's yeah, really good. Two, two things for me with Joyce is that, so the first thing is, um, you know, we go to all these different bars and we go see bands and some of them are fairly, fairly, you know, full on with their rhythm and all the rest of it. And then you can go back and just, you go back and listen to someone like Joyce and it's just nice. It's just perfect. It's, it's, you know, it's the sort of thing you you, you you go and hug your best person with or, or whatever. It's um yeah, it's just it's you can sit down and just listen to it for an hour or two and just be in a different world again. It's great. Love it. Totally and, agree, mate. Um I, I think, you know, having lost my father as well a few years back, I'm spewing I haven't got the talent to be able to put something on paper like lyrics and be able to play those sort of things out. Like um to be able to have the talent to do that. Uh, in your time of grief is, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty handy to have. And I think that um, anyone that goes through something like that, find your outlet. I think Joyce has got one of the best ones you can possibly get. So, mm. bravo. Yeah. It would be an absolute shame to see her talent wasted in any other way um, than exactly the way she's doing it right now. Um, songwriting, the beautiful lyrics, um and I think if she hasn't totally coordinated this arrangement of music, which I'm sure she has, but whoever's played a part in that um, and what a, what a get with Christian Mizzy as well, um, anyone she surrounds herself with um, is, you know, a great testament to her as well. Um, and also anyone that I've seen her on stage with. Um, is a quality musician. So um, that's testament to what kind of person Joyce is and that the fact she attracts really good people. So I'm lucky enough, I believe, to call Joyce a friend now that we've um, been in touch over the last uh, year or so, I'd say. Um, mainly after lockdown, we finally got to meet uh, in person. Um, I can't remember where it was exactly, but I remember Karen Field's launch finally got to get done. Um, so it was just great to hang out with Joyce a little bit and she's such a great person. Great to have a chat with and so humble. So as you boys have just mentioned. So um, I think she, she's, she's absolutely one of my go-to artists as far as when I just want to sit down, relax and really completely chill out. Um, she's definitely one that is on the list. So along with Christian as well. So we're, hopefully we can get Christian on again soon. Um, he has hinted that he will be on at some stage in the near future. We're going to get up to show 100 pretty quickly, boys. 87. Um, 87. Who would have thought, hey? And it was, seemed so long ago. Are we, are we, it was a big, big are we roll doing down. This? Are we doing, Sorry, mate. Go. Are, we doing this with our, are we doing this with our feet off the ground like they do in the cricket rooms when someone's on 87 not out? <laughs> It'll be the, it might be a case of the nervous 90s, I think, we, we get to. Um, let's see where we get to. And who, who will be the lucky guests? Uh or how lucky yes. we've been, um, as you mentioned, because we've been so lucky to have so many great artists on. Um, and so with young talent, old talent, new talent, it's all talent to us. Um, and we've included not only musicians, but artists, um, comedians almost, or, or go-to comedians. Um, one that hasn't done a live stand-up gig yet, but it's on, it's on the list. 
Uh, maybe for show 100 <laughs> live, who knows? Um, let's see. So, well, it's so good to catch up with you, boys. I'm still feeling a bit down, but I'm feeling up again, so I appreciate it. Well, that's what this show's about, cuz. Yeah. You know, we get around we get around our mates, uh, most mm. importantly. Um, lovey, unbelievable oh, job. Good cause, Movember, as you said. Um, tell us a little While bit we're doing about, this, I yeah, think it's actually just here. I think you look a bit younger, to be honest, mate. And I mean that genuinely. Just, um, yeah, don't mind me, by the way. I'm trying to just, I think I've done me hammy. I think I've, oh, no. I've just injured myself a bit. So <laughs> Not sitting there. I don't know. It's gone up my bum. It's in the lower back. It's it's a bit sore. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to just find the best spot. It, it just calendar pose. That'll do. Um, a bit about my... <laughs> Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It, a little bit about November for Jack you. Jack Thompson but... style, mate, before you go into November. Bit of Jack Thompson style in the clear oh, well, the, 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 the top has to come off. No, I'm joking. Oh, no. Um, no, so I participated in, the, in, in its inaugural year. I can't remember what year that was now. And I did the first three to four years. And then I, I, I sort of paused it because, um, you get, you know, it's like you get, to, you get to a whole bunch of other causes and then – um, what was it two years ago now? I had a had a bit of a scare myself uh, physically with the prostate, so I went and had a look. And at the age of 44, 43 I was, I can't remember now, uh, it's at the very young sort of back end of the age bracket that you're sort of suspect for it. So it was a bit of a bit of a worry. Uh, I was I was cleared in the end. Um, I just had very severe symptoms that were similar to it, but it was a luckily it was it was nothing sinister, but. Uh, woke me up to the fact that, you know, we all want to have, we all want to have and see um, cures for all the, all the different cancers around the world as much as we can. Uh, this is no different. So, you know, it, it's the it, it's it's trying to better men's health, both from a physical perspective from cancer, but then obviously this one of the one of the big bents on this show is is your mental health as well. And, um, you know, November tries to raise significant awareness about that as well. And, you know, they've got, oh, I can't remember the last count, they've got over 100,000 people across Australia doing November now, I think. I think that was the figure I read. And they, they, they've been able to raise millions. And all of that literally goes towards research. It's pure research. There's nothing else. Um, it was literally just a bunch of guys who had been impacted and, um, they've now obviously now set this up in a way that you know, all the funding, you know, you think about MMD um, and those other wonderful organisations, these guys are fairly similar in that regard. So, yeah, if anyone can chip in, and you, the beauty of it is it doesn't have to be a large amount. It could be a 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever you want to do. Um, it's all online. It's just, you just jump onto the Movember site and you can put it in as an ad hoc Donation, or if there's someone you know, um, yeah, my team. No, nah, but <laughs> you, you can chuck it in anywhere you want. As long as you just jump on the site, put some coin across. Um, it it, it uh, it's, it's actually saved some lives. The research has actually saved some lives, particularly mental health. Uh, they're having some really good, getting some really good research results on mental health for men. So, yeah, the more that we, the more that we can all do for it, the better. Alright mate. Great work by you, mate. Great work by you, mate. Yeah, like I was saying that that grab there, have the test, get the tickle. Have a smile. Have a smile. Punch your tickle and the test if it's it's a smile. That's good fun. Um Kaz's face said that all we're getting a bit of audio going crazy with your end, Lovey. So I'm gonna put you on mute for two seconds. Yeah, it is your end, Lovey. Um if you wouldn't mind, as guys quickly touch on and lovey, mate. As I said, fantastic work, mate. I know what a passionate person you are when you get onto a cause like you. You are very good like that. Just quickly, as I'd just like to mention, obviously on Sunday did the um the Be Wise Walk for the Pat Corona Foundation. Yeah, which well fantastic. done, mate. And another great cause that we've been lucky enough to have um, Matt on the show. Um, again, just going to that was just it wasn't the best day, but that's not about the weather. It's the cause, and just speaking to a lot of the people who went along how connected people become and get on board for a good cause. And we know what a great cause that is and what a what a wonderful family the Cronins are. And obviously the memory for Pat is 
is still very clear and present in their minds and just what they do, the work they do on his behalf and in his name and his memory is um, fantastic. And as you, as we all know on the show, I think we're pretty honoured to be part of it. And it's just, it's wonderful. And I had a quick chat to Matt on the day and he's, I've offered him, I've asked him, he said he's happy to be coming on the show in the next couple of weeks. So we'll tear that up as well. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, speaking of Matt's, if you ran into another famous Matt, um, and obviously you couldn't help yourself, you had to get a photo. Asked he, or you obviously asked him if he wanted a photo with you, because given that uh, you're a big name around the Montmorency area, <laughs> come on, come on, that was his the There you go. Here we go. Get him out. Get him all out of your system. What a lovely bloke. Like, obviously, I took a photo with him there, but the number of people he, who went up and spoke to him, took photos and spoke to him, and he was there with his family, and yep. he there was, not, there was not one person he turned away. Like, the young kids got down to their level. Just just amazing. Did you did you sign his T-shirt on the back, mate, saying yours, Monty Meandra? <laughs> Any answer I give will not be a good answer, so I'm just going to no, play the right. fifth, mate. And Correct. <laughs> I'll just say nothing. Well, we do have to touch on the fact that um, while the cat's away. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and we're just not really sure. We just need some clarification because it's gone public and there's been a few comments going around from different people but we just need to know you taking photos with things and for things and of things what's old going photos, on there? when old did this photos, happen mate. when did this happen what is Cause? that is that last weekend that's ridiculous you miss jody that much do you that's nice not as that's much as really i miss you too but probably i don't know that's whether really it was, I don't think it'd be reciprocal. I don't think she's missing me as much as I might be missing her. Um, that's actually an old photo. Look, I was a big fan of Scooby-Doo back in the day. I can you tell were... you, tried rooting it in the train. <laughs> <laughs> as we all know when you get to a certain age and you have a big day at the show, I just have a little little kip. You boys <laughs> like to know, I like to have a kip. Good time to bring up yeah. a photo, as you probably got one there somewhere. Right. And um, Jody was happy to be at the time we took the photo. Not with a seven-foot stuffed toy do I have a kip on public transport, mate. It's it's the only toy, can I honestly tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, in all my times of partners and going to shows and festivals and whatever, I reckon I spent 80 bucks trying to win the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so after spending it, I was always going to cuddle him. <laughs> oh, have you still got it? Have you still got it? I don't think so. <laughs> is that what's behind that white sheet? I think that could be well the 100th show, the reveal. Yes. The behind the sheet. Yeah. yeah, well, let's do it. Um, and uh, what about this there's one? More. There, there's more, isn't there? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Seriously. Bit of you time on my hands, mate. Crisis, mate. Oh, well, I am, I am, crisis. I am the oldest shit, member of the crew, so I've had a midlife crisis. One thing I'm oh, happy with still is going through it. one thing I'm happy with is show 87. Obviously, we flash back to 1987, um, which probably isn't <laughs> far off this uh, setup. Especially the mirrored glasses. Um, <laughs> Got to be the, gotta be the world's smallest hat, cuz on the world's biggest. Yeah. Head. <laughs> I got. Um, love is had the pleasure of meeting a good mate of mine, Grant Sheedy. You both know. Um, shout out to Hayden Stanton, good friend of the show. He goes, cuz, and disclaimer, he goes, any effing danger you can get a hat that actually fitted your head? Just the get, the get up wasn't too bad, but the hat didn't even fit your head. Um, Mate, you shout did, out. Shout out to the Melbourne H2. Symphony Orchestra symbol. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to H2, uh, new career. By yes. The um, if ever you need your house valuated or sold, most <laughs> yeah. Hayden Standen's your man. So he's officially he's officially joined the shifty shifty guys of the world. That's right. Um, he, there's only he, one he word. Could sell eyes to the Eskimos at a discounted rate, I reckon. Yep. There's only one worse, boys, and we're going to touch on this shortly, but um let's touch on it now, eh? Hey? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Is this dumb versus dumber? Like honestly. Can we please, can you just, I, I keep, 
I keep Talk saying Talk to us about projects, Lovey. Talk to us about how, how honest they both are, the pair of them. <laughs> I, 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 I have nothing to add, to be honest, because I'm so depressed by these two knuckleheads. Um, it's, I've always said it. It's like either you're choosing Satan or the devil. It's either, <laughs> it's either, it's either you're copping it from a toilet or you're copping it from a hole in the ground. Take your pick. You're gonna have yeah. to. You're gonna have to put it in one of them. Um, nothing. This, this election and the federal election. The only thing I'll say on this whole thing is that where is Australia's leadership gone, state and federal level? Mm-hmm. Like it's all. Everyone's just in it for themselves. Neither yeah. of these blokes. I wouldn't have any either of those blokes in a trench with me. I wouldn't have them supporting me in any way, shape, or form. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd do the favour about the other way. If they were on, sit on fire, I wouldn't piss on them. Either yeah. of them. It, it just, they are, they are both dishonest. They're both, uh, they, have both, they both have a big, big closet full of skeletons. One day it'll all come out. Um, but you know what? This is why independence will end up giving us a minority government come Saturday afternoon because everyone is sick of both parties. Everyone's yeah, sick of it. Um- Sadly, the question is, is what are we doing so wrong to not attract the right people um, yeah. is probably the, the bigger question. Uh, sadly, we've actually got to vote. Um, and no matter which way you vote um, and who you vote against or for or independent, it's going to be just an absolute shambles, to be honest. Um, I can't say it any other way at this stage. But sadly, uh, well, not sadly, but we've been able to get a little bit of sneak footage um, of the election um, and the behind the scenes and I think in both party rooms this is really how it is so you're telling me there's a chance yeah pretty much sums it up all isn't it you, you could not have set that up better mate that was I've, um, I've, I've missed those I've missed these little grabs it's great yeah. Come back, lovey dovey. This is your home now. Come back. <laughs> Great to have you back, lovey. Great to have you back, by the way. Roll them all out, oh. mate. Roll them all out. They're all gold. Yep. Um, yeah, all right, we're going to do it. Before we finish quickly, up. If you wouldn't mind, mate, quick... election. Jack's about to vote for the first time this year. Is oh, a yeah. what, do you, what do you tell a kid? What do you tell a kid to first? His and that's, first that's the thing. Fancy this being his first election, the poor prick. <laughs> that's that's what I said to him. I said, "What do you think, Jack?" And, he, and again, excuse the put the disclaimer up if you like. He just goes, "Dad, they're fucking dishonest," and and he's spot on. Like yeah, one man. bloke, one bloke doesn't want the Royal Commission, and the other one doesn't want it because he's already been involved in the Royal Commission. Like it's just it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's pretty Aaron, sad. You asked- kids are growing up. Kids are growing up knowing what the Royal Commission is. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you asked the question: um, Why is it we can't attract good people into, the, into these positions of leadership and the like? And I and I can't help but think that. Uh, and I know th- these two guys are as old as us. They're in our age bracket, um, but I suspect from our age bracket down to the current Gen Z, there's been a gradual dilution of what it's like to be accountable and responsible and not just saying words for the sake of saying words. Like you actually got to put your actions in uh, to support what you want to say. And unfortunately um, that stuff is just, it's now got to the point where it's actually okay not to be accountable or responsible for what you do and for what you say or even do. If they do things and they stuff it up, um, apparently just apologising seems to be okay. Like there's just no more responsibility or accountability attached to things anymore. And apparently, to me, I feel like this has been an accepted sort of thing, which then panders to the fact that you have people that are just lip services and that's it. We don't have anyone that's got substance, and that's that's kind of our issue. And, and, and further to that too, Lovey, like as you said about the apology thing, they apologise, and then you'd think, that's it. okay, that's it. But then it's two or three years' time, like with what Matthew guys done, that they're back and they're regurgitated because, oh, he apologised, so, yeah, okay, that's that's all we've got, which is, I think, and I'm not saying that to bag Matthew Guy particularly, but to say from a Labor perspective, there, there was no 
or not none, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of integrity in the position of Premier or Opposition Leader. That no. they don't, I think it's embarrassing that they call themselves leaders because they don't do a lot of leading. Yeah, there's lots of uh, ducking for covers right now, yeah. fair to say. So, yeah. um, anyway, let's see how it pans out. Uh, sadly, we've got to front up and put our tick where the cross should be, um, most importantly. Uh, I haven't come sorry. across, I have to say, I haven't come across a shit sausage in an election yet. Uh, they've always been pretty good, <laughs> so. Yeah, true. Or was, a cake, or was a nice little cake store at the local primary school as well? No. Yeah, something like that. that, that that's not too bad. Um, I'll tell you one thing, Glenn, and this I, I'm not doing my ranting thing tonight, or maybe I already have, but um, that photo with you and Richo. Now, one thing I noticed in that photo, you were in Melbourne at the time when you took that photo, right? You are in Melbourne, like Victoria? The fact that I saw blue sky in that fucking picture... <laughs> After the last month and a half, now I want to know where's my climate changing? It's not in fucking Melbourne. It's not in Melbourne. Mm. I've played. I've been lucky enough to play three games of cricket. And some of my mates have yet to play a game in the lower grades. Why? Because of apparently climate change. Apparently, our uh, our, our summers are going to start a bit later, and we're going to have longer wet periods, and yet we're going to have longer dry periods. Um, I don't know. Work that one out. Uh, According to both the politics, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Is, mate, we're, we're nine days out from summer. No, seven days out from summer, and I've still got the heating on. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Where's Tim Flannery? Tim Flannery said to me, there'll be no more rain. He said to all of us, any rain that comes down from now on in 2012 onwards, it's not going to make a lick of difference. Yep. I can't mow my lawn. Because my lawnmower would sink into the bottom of the earth, I'm sure. Yep. Please, can we just, can someone just tell the weather gods to just stop the rain? Stop the rain? Actually, what was that song? Was it Credence? Credence. Have you ever stop seen the rain? Who? Yeah. Never seen the rain? Oh, fuck, we have. Oh, my <laughs> God, we have. We've got it. Dragon, knock bit of dragon going on. Just knock it off. All right, boys, we're going to uh, just flash back a little bit to 1987 for a minute and we're going to play three quick ads. I'm not sure if you remember any of these, but here I'll we go. I'll ask you at school. Ouch. You remember the first time you tried these games, Space Cadet. But with practice... Captain Galaxy! And when you first tried Coke, I bet you said, no, thank you. But hey, hey, hey! Let's try Coke again. Because once you got that new wave taste, you'll want to try it again, again, and again. Practice makes perfect. Catch the wave, the Coke. Just on that. Was that Max Headroom before Max Headroom? Max Headroom. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Max Headroom. Looked a bit like Lovey, actually. Yeah. Right, hang, on. hang on, hang on, hang on. There was, um, there's a small difference. He's, the top of his head doesn't shine. That actually was bright hair. <laughs> yes, you're right. Very true. And uh, you're right, Cuz, your last year of school. Um, no doubt this ad came up for you. Waiting. It seems like an eternity before a pimple will go away. What you need is a medicine that's powerful, that's fast, that starts working now. Maximum strength Clearasil. Its strength comes from benzoyl peroxide. Its speed from a micronized formula that goes down deep to clear your skin fast. Get maximum strength Clearasil and minimize the weight. How many tubes for you, Cuz? They only ever came out the pimple too, like at about seven o'clock. They just before you headed out. There's nothing that's sick. Like the thing I loved about those sort of ads and any sort of skincare treatment ad, anything to do with acne, was those two kids, they didn't have a pimple in the first place. The guy standing there doing this and there didn't seem to be a pimple yeah. there. <laughs> and the beautiful caption for me was minimize the weight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm not sure what the weight was. Um, staying home, obviously, because you don't want to be seen with one, or it's just a case of even the fact that they talk about whatever it was, hydroxide, you know, like like it's some brain, what you know, uh, yeah. going to set the world on fire. And now, now it's a chemical we wouldn't want anywhere near your head. So no. um, who would have thought, hey? And let's, let's go with the last one. This one was for me um, the ultimate of sport and the ultimate place to find sporting gear. Most importantly, shoes. Get it right. He looks a lot like you, cuz. That would have been <laughs> your gig at 17, 18. As soon as you said that, I thought, I could see what's coming here. As soon as I ended. Now, when did they first come out here, though? They wouldn't have been in Australia then, I don't think. Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they weren't I, here. Now, I, I, I have a feeling, because Sports Co. started in 1990 here. Which is, that's our um, bottom, Shane's Antuck, Robbie Flower. I, but I... Yeah, but I think um, Foot Locker was two years after that, one or two years after that. Yeah. So it was early 90s, I think, Foot Locker in Australia. Um, went, off like a, went off like a bloody frog in a sock initially and died. Yeah. But now, I think, bar, I think with basketball being such a massive sport and US sports following in general, I think Foot Locker in Australia is only behind Rebel from a shoes perspective. So from a sales point of view, so it's pretty, it's pretty big now, but... Um, yeah, these are corny ads. Oh, average yeah. ads back then. <laughs> but what about the yeah. start of it? When you I saw the first shoe, I can remember going to like just bands and that, and the blokes would walk in with their faded jeans and Reeboks, and the and the bands would say, "Yeah, mate, that's okay." And then you go to walk in with your runners, you go, "Mate, no, no runners." I said, "Mate, they're runners as well." He goes, "Yeah, but they're Reeboks." Remember when Reebok was the yeah. <laughs> the old pumps, the, the old pumps. Was the pumps he goes, mate, they're Reebok. I said, okay. <laughs> okay, then they're, they're Reebok. I'll just now, take my Adidas, Adidas Rooms and go home, will I? Yeah. <laughs> you're the shoe man, mate. Yeah, mate. What was your shoe? What was your first shoe of choice back in the day? Uh, I was an Air Max man. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Um, they've they've reissued some of the great Air Max pairs that I had. The grey pair yep. with the Fluoro orange and black on the side. That was that was, you know, all, all my w- world's life savings went into those shoes, and I remember, interestingly enough, they weren't much different to the price they are now, somewhere around the two hundred, um, and which was ridiculous back in the day when you think about oh, it. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, given uh, how often I wore them, but I did flog them to death, to be honest, until the the little uh, air cushion on the side conveniently just disintegrated or split. Hissed away, yeah. I was devastated. But the Reebok pumps, they were massive um, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyone that had two a pair. things, yeah, yeah. That they were, they were. You had to be pretty privileged to have those sort of shoes. Anything from that perspective. Otherwise, it was just straight up the Adidas Rones, and that was about it. What's Glenn doing? My God, seen enough. Come on, mate. Midstream of a bloody podcast, you decided. I understand my life. You just something. had to let the beautiful, had to let love his girlfriend in. His four-legged friend, Luna. Good old Luna. Hey, um, now on uh, 1987. I don't know. Was that was that it you had for 1987? There, ads. Absolutely, mate. I didn't do the okay. whole tribute tonight. So 1987, I was 11 years old, and if I didn't love the Australian cricket team any more than anything else in the world, I did after the World Cup, beating England by 10 runs over in India. Best thing of all time. Um, that was a great win, and people. If you want to watch proper one-day cricket, that was it. That day was just unbelievably good. It, it just it ebbed and flowed. The result was going either way about 15 times both ways. It was just a great game of cricket. Um, and 1980, it was my first ever concert I went to without Dad. 
without my dad there. So I went there, went to a couple of went, went with a couple of friends. Uh, slipper and wet, Bon Jovi. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Whereabouts, mate? Uh, was it at the uh, was it the showground? Here we go. What am I at the showground? So hello, um, hello. Unbelievably good. That was um, that was so good. It was just the best. And you know, back then. When he's up on a on his, he's up on a fucking rope that's uh, got attached to his back and he's he's swinging it across the that that stuff was unheard of in '87. Yeah. It was really done. Um, it was suck. It was that that was um, that was an awesome concert. '87, yeah. I went to see in '87. Um, Billy Joel played at the tennis center. Yep. And being like a lot of my mates, shallow males, Billy Joel support act was the Shantuzies. Oh, no, yeah. Toddy. And, oh, well, they all, Toddy, Ali Fowler, they're all there. And I'll never forget it because... you got Fowler something for Ali Fowler. You're a disgrace. You're hopeless. You've got... You love Ali Fowler. She's a good, she's a good looking lady. That's her, but that's being yeah. honest. And in, and, in good, and in good nick. But it was, it was funny though because... That was back in the day when you used to have, when Ticket Tech or Ticketmaster was at your local library and we had a couple of friends who worked yep. at the local library. So you got the tickets. So we were at the front row and obviously we all went with girlfriends and whatever. And the girl said, oh, you can't wait to see Billy Idol. And all the boys just sat there and just looking at Toddy and Allie and whoever and just thinking, <laughs> Billy, Billy who? Who's Billy? <laughs> What's Billy play? <laughs> yeah. Just a little flashback to those days, uh, Lovey. I just had to run out of the room and find it and get it. What about this? Oh yes, oh, it's, mate. It, it just I still, I still, I still get goosebumps looking at that album cover. We will, uh, we will join together one day and and spin this, spin this little vinyl. Um, Is it one of the best yeah. albums of all time? Like for this, the way that they they came onto the scene, Bon Jovi, and they just owned it for a while, didn't they? Uh, I wouldn't say it's one of the best albums of all time. I think it just changed music for, yeah. for, for what music was going through in the eighties. I mean, England was going, you know, the UK and that were going through a bit of a. They went from punk to a bit of, you know, the Cure and all that sort of stuff. Whereas America just went straight off, off, um, off the Billy Joel's and stuff to glam rock and all the rest of it. And I think they, I think they were one of the first trendsetters, along with Skid Row and a couple of others. Like Guns and Roses was late eighty seven. Um, but Bon Jovi was just that that album, and it, and it's, it just changed stuff. That's all. Um, and it was a sports and entertainment center too, not the showgrounds. So I remember the old, uh, the old glass house. Yep. So well, they packed that out. That that same year, eighty seven, the start of the year, I went and saw the um, when Good Times was launched, like the um, in excess and. Jimmy Barnes and all the support acts that went with them, like Mentors Anything, um, who else? Uh, the Saints, just amazing. That was on TV, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was on TV as well too. Yeah. But I actually went there and it was just, yeah, I didn't really appreciate it now, just how good the bands that were there that played. And obviously to have like, see Michael Hutchins, just and then Jimmy, when they were really at the top of their game, like Jimmy had just sort of left, sort of chiseled, but they were just superb entertainers. If that sort of make, make sense? Interesting, isn't it? Ten years later, yeah, to the day yesterday, because, well. um, no more, no more. Michael, and very David sad. Died, yeah. died 34 years to the day after JFK. Well, was kick was in excess kick 1987. Well, 88. It was 87, wasn't it? 90, I like 97, mate, yeah. I like 97. My favourite song off that album is Devil Inside. Everyone says, need you tonight, mate. But Devil Inside for me is just awesome. Love it. Yep. All right, boys, we're going to wrap it up shortly because Cars is going to get his leg chewed off if he doesn't get out of that room pretty quick. The expert pilot and the dog attacks the guy who goes to the door at the start of the movie. And Watch the shit's it. gonna hit the fan. Maybe just train your dog. <laughs> pick the pick the one week to give up glue sniffing. Yeah. Um one movie for me, boys, nineteen eighty seven. One of the oh. greats. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> You've uh, you got uh, a bit of a laugh, a laugh like him, actually, lovey. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. This is good. I um, I I, I can do some laughs. Um, apparently, without doing, without even trying, I've been told okay. Eddie Murphy's one. Um, Mick Conlon from Wolf Creek. I can do that laugh apparently by accident. Um, you might want to keep that one to yourself, mate. <laughs> don't know. Um, Muttley. Sometimes I accidentally bring out Muttley. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just there you go. It's a talent. It's my natural you know, The big life. movie came at 87, boys, from an Australian icon star in the movie. Young, young Einstein. Yeah, that, that came out as well, but no, that's something I'm talking about. I think, I think as we no, speak no. now, he's getting he's getting roasted on Channel Seven. I think the same gentleman. Stupid show that is. Um, Crocodile Dundee was 1986. I was at a trivia night last night. It's 87. At 86, and I can tell you that because I went to it with my family. 1986, 100. percent Shall we look it up? Look it up, Baz. Uh, you're you're on the Google machine. <laughs> anyway, like, no, he's anybody, he's like a new dog. Clearly yeah. sitting on the dog. <laughs> actually, this podcast is going to shit now because of your dog. You actually got to fight it, Joe. You know why the dog's going berserk, lovey? Because the dog's seen you. You're shining here, and you knew. <laughs> there you go. Just said hello. The only human. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Release date. 24th of April, 1986. So whatever trivia <laughs> night you went to, Glenn. Someone's got the wrong answer. They can't run one properly. I don't even know if you can see that, but anyway, I don't Thanks here, big 24th white screen, of April. Mate, tell me nothing. I'll tell you why. Because it was celebration of my birthday in April. They took me to Crocodile Dundee thinking that was one of my birthday gifts that I wanted. It was to go and see that at the age of 10. There you go. All right. <laughs> I know. All right, boys. Um, Riveting. Let's go. Let's but, cut um, it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> done, Dustin. Yeah. Time, time to cut it. Cuz has uh, got a big clean up to do with the uh, the better half back tomorrow. Um, another I one. You're going to talk about Evan. the better half that's under the desk. Yeah. yeah well, she, she's Luna's gone. She, she had Luna's going to be back outside as of tomorrow night. So, um, <laughs> 1987. We can't go without one of Cuz's. Lookalikes, to sum it up. Yes, yes. There we are, Carl. Come on. Oh can put, yes. Can we put up Boomers as, as Lovey's lookalike? <laughs> Thanks for laying down for us tonight too, Lovey. Um, quality. Yeah, I was gonna say. Good. I, I recommend it very highly. Before we go quickly, mate. I'll have grapes next time. Can you give us an update? I know you haven't had a lot of cricket action due to the inclement weather that we've had. Can you give me a an aggregate for your scores? Uh, aggregate, your total. No, they, 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 no, they've been shit. So uh, <laughs> what do we have? I had 10 of out of 10, batting at 7. Or seven, like 7 down because I just oh, wanted me to go to Tonk in the one day. Uh, five not out. I watched. How's this? I went in at five, five down, and we lost our last five wickets for two runs. No, three runs. Three runs. They were three of my five runs I'd actually made. So I was sitting not out up the other window, having watched five wickets tumble in ten minutes. Just hiding um, up anywhere, mate. At that stage. Just, just red inking <laughs> by that time, mate. Um, and then the only other time I've had a hit was on the weekend uh, or last weekend. Opened the batting. And um, lasted seven or eight overs late in the day because we, we got them out with a few overs left in the day and had to bat late and um, couldn't stick it out unfortunately. And that was a four, <laughs> so it hasn't been it hasn't been a great try. Let's be honest, okay. it's, it, it hasn't been great. So, so nineteen. So go get an average of about six. But you got the not out there. Uh, no, divided by two. There's a not out in there, so yeah. divide by two. It's an average of nine. So yeah, one thing you can do uh, for me, Lottie. Um, for next week's show is hey? work out it. One thing you can do for me next for next week's show is work out at a return on investment for the money tipped into the amount of batting gear you've had to buy 
and pads and bats and everything else versus the return. What's it cost you per run? Each, uh, each run has cost me almost a hundred bucks. Yeah, well, so far. Well, I would have thought so. That's not a good return. Um, well, no. Hey, eighteen runs. Yeah, about fifty bucks a run at the moment. So there you go. Hope have you, you have any um, anybody come to have a look at you yet, mate? Come and watch. Um, they've tried. Different people have actually tried, but every time they've come, I've either been not batting and I'm therefore umpiring because we have to supply our own umpires or we're just fielding because we're shit. So there you go. Now, I know you're, I know you're the triple threat, mate. What about rolling the arm over? Have we that come to pass Four yet for you? Four wickets this year, an average of it, I think it's 26. So I'm holding up an end. Just, just rolling down some medium pace meat pies. They try and slap them. They just can't quite. They can't quite get them off the off the pitch. Which is what's fine. your go to ball, mate? What have you got? Have you got something special for us that we could work on ourselves for our end of year cricket game or something? A bit like your belly button, mate. It's an in swinger, a big innie. <laughs> so uh, you know, we'll um, just. Nice straight balls on off stump, and then just get the one that comes back into the right hand and nicely and straight through his little gate. Perfect, no problem. Just haven't been doing it enough this year. So, yeah, at the age of 46, I'm contemplating, geez, this might be a young man's sport after all. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So, boys, um, unless we change the day, there might be a pausing proceedings for next week um, because Joyce Pressure well, and Lawrence, don't forget. So, yeah. if you can make it, boys, fantastic. If you can't, no sweat. Um, put your money on the bar. So we'll yep. chat. We'll chat off air in about two seconds, Cuz, because I know you'll keep talking forever. Over and out. <laughs>